Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. These podcasts are brought to you in part by our sponsors, who really truly are what make these podcasts possible every week. O'Fallon Nutrition is a company that I've worked with for over 15 years. They're independently owned and operated, located here in O'Fallon, Missouri, right off of Highway K and Mexico Road. I call this place the Whole Foods of St. Charles County, but even if you are not located on this side of the river, it is still worth the drive. I can remember working all the way down at Powerhouse and still sending people out to O'Fallon Nutrition for their supplements. They are more than a supplement company. You can get grass-fed beef, salad dressing, seasoning for your cooking, uh, hair care products, makeup, uh, deodorant, toothpaste, uh, essential oils, and all the vitamins and minerals that you can think of. If you're looking for clean, whole food nutrition, as well as home care, house care, skin care products, O'Fallon Nutrition is your place. You can take a look at them at O'FallonNutrition.com. Or if you'd like to have something shipped, if you're listening to me from outside of St. Louis, you can certainly have items shipped. I know they do free shipping if it's an order over $50. And the phone number is 636-240-5283. Again, it's O'FallonNutrition.com. As well as if um, preparing your food on a weekly basis is your primary excuse for why you're not able to stay on a good clean eating program, which is something that I hear very regularly from my clients, I would ask you to please take the time to check out Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com. They are a phenomenal place. We get our food from there during the week. They deliver to our integrity location. They will deliver to your house. Uh, They also uh, are just available for pickup. You can go to their Chesterfield location or their Kirkwood location and just pick up meals for the day as well as um, just having them delivered right to your door. So if preparing your food is your main excuse for why you cannot stay on a healthy eating program, then I would suggest just stop by Pure Plates. Just try it. If you're trying to lower your blood pressure, you're trying to lower your cholesterol, you're trying to get your blood sugar down, try to do Pure Plates meals for a week and just see how different you feel. These are organic meals. They are gluten-free. If you need them to be, they can be dairy-free. They are soy-free. You're not taking any processed sugars or meat curing agents or preservatives. They really truly believe in nutrient dense meals that are just whole food nutrition. And I've had my clients or I've made recommendations for my clients for years at Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com or you can call them to ask questions at 636-778-3555. Again, remembering that they have a location in Chesterfield as well as in Kirkwood that you can just run by and pick up a meal today. Everyone always asks me where I get my meat from, and given that I really eat meat on a daily basis, um, typically beef primarily, uh, my meat is very important to me. I have an autoimmune condition, and I want grain-free, corn-free meat, and I just haven't found the confidence in stores in knowing that I'm getting 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef. And I have searched and searched and searched for the right farm, and I have found the farm. It's fedfromthefarm.com, fed, F-E-D, from the farm.com. These 
farmers are amazing. It's a it's it's a family. They're they're here in Missouri and they have the desire just like I do to see people well and to see people healthy and they put a lot into what they do. It's such a wonderful family to support. They do uh, offer 100% grass finished, grass fed, meaning that's it. Uh, a beef and I get my ribeyes, I get uh, you know my ground beef, my ground sirloin, I get my chuck roast. I mean, they basically have everything. They even have awesome jerky, but they also have eggs. They have chickens and they have turkey. I'm planning on getting a turkey uh, for Thanksgiving. And if you'd like lamb, they have that as well. Uh, But if you are in need of good quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef or quality eggs, chicken, turkey, uh, don't don't just settle for what you're getting at the local store. to go out on the internet and check out Fed from the Farm, uh, that you can arrange a pickup or you can have it delivered to your for, for to your home, and I can guarantee you you're going to taste the difference. Uh, for me, it my health actually depends on it, so I really thank God to have found such a great farmer. FedFromTheFarm.com. I hope it blesses you. Welcome to Faith, Fuel, and Fitness, the Integrity Way, with your hosts, John and Debbie Morris from Integrity Training Systems. Good afternoon, everybody. John and Debbie Morris with Integrity Training Systems here. We've got a very special guest with us today. We have David and Mariah from Fed from the Farm. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you. Great to have you on the show. I know, Deb, that you are a huge fan of theirs. That's the only meat you actually eat right uh, right now. So that's actually, it's kind of interesting. I'm going to learn a lot today because Debbie orders it and I eat it, but I don't really know much myself. So I'm excited. The one thing I know that I'm really excited excited to talk about and we'll talk about this a little bit later is when you talk about grass fed grass finished people always ask well what's the difference between fed what's the difference between finished is it really that big of a deal and there's a lot that goes into that but Deb why don't you just tell us a little bit about how you found them and then uh, why it is that you use them and then we'll let them kind of tell us their story sure well I've always had to be super particular about the type of meat uh, that I eat just due to the fact that I have the autoimmune disease I really cannot eat any meat in terms of like a cow that has been finished with corn and grains because corn is a huge allergy for me and then of course grains are are a huge allergy for me so I have to be super cautious about that now obviously that's me with an autoimmune disease but throughout this show we're going to talk about the reason why it's really not a great idea for anybody to do that Uh, but for me specifically I can tell you that I can have a two ounce serving of meat that has been finished with corn and grain and I will start to swell from it. I can start to feel my face swell. I can start to feel my eyes swell. I can start to feel my hands swell. And then the next day my whole body will kind of be reacting from it. So I have always dealt with farmers uh, that really just fully feed their cows on grass. It's just a 100% situation. And I'm talking like, I go way back with this, so I'm sort of like the old school person that was 
yeah, trying to find this. Yeah, you get made fun this. of for it. Right, exactly. In the bodybuilding world, like, what's wrong of, with this like, person? Like, this lady, she's always trying to make us do things organic or make us do, you know, and it's like, well, I just, you know, had a reason for it. Um, as well as, you know, I'd have to stay away from, you know, soy. There's just a lot of different things that I, I would have to work around. But I'm actually here, sitting here because of it. You know, I mean, there, there was very legitimately a day where um, I passed out and was t carted away uh, with, you know, from a, uh, by a, a, a gurney and then they took me to the hospital and I spent two years and 22 doctors trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And through the process, food has been uh, the most significant aspect in terms of, of bringing healing to my body. I mean, outside of faith and um, accepting Christ and, and really believing God for healing, sincerely, food has been the healer for me. Um, and it's these fine details like this that really make the difference. And so I wanted to bring David and Mariah on so we could talk about what is that difference? Like, why is it such a big deal? And I'm telling you, uh, having running a farm like this is not an easy no. deal. Like, these guys are led by God to do this. Like, this isn't like, let's make millions of dollars overnight and start <laughs> this farm. Like, this is like, uh, we are really working at something that we know God's called us to do. And so I feel really blessed to have them on the show. But also, Mariah has a story similar to mine, and that is what sort of started this farm. And so, I, Mariah, I would really like to spend some time talking about your testimony, kind of going through, you know, what happened, and then what made you guys just decide, okay, this is it, We're, we, we are now farmers. You know, like, give me that rundown. What happened? Sure. Well, I actually grew up on a very conventional farm. My parents raised chickens for Tyson, so that's oh, okay. all I knew was... You know, you walk into a barn and there's all these chickens and um, very, we had a few cows, but again, it was all very conventional grain, you know, all that. Um, but when David and I got married, we were told that we probably wouldn't be able to have kids. And here's a list of pills and medications if you want to try. Okay. So we and left. a big part of our relationship, like I was super hardcore, like even in high school, like we, yeah. I met Mariah and we were kind of talking and I said, hey, like, so I go too far here. Like, here's like three things I think I'm going to do in life. I really want to farm. I'm not going to make much money, and I want a big family. So if you're not down with that, like, right. we probably shouldn't, right. you know, talk That's much awesome. more. Yeah, but I really wanted to be a mom, and I wanted a family, and that sounded great to me. So right. to be told almost immediately after we got married that nah, you're probably not going to be able to have kids, like, that was crushing. Right. So yeah. we left that doctor's appointment, and we're like, we're not okay with that. Like, right. I don't want to take a list of medications every single day. Like, right. where where do we start? And so, um, growing up very conventionally, I, I rarely ate a vegetable. And if I did, it was from a store-bought can. Like, my um, food it's intake. It's amazing you survived. I know. Like, I don't know how I was it. Yeah. You, right. John's the same way. I mean, terrible. He's just eating broccoli like this week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I like Skittles. I really was almost on that that's, line. That's how I well, was. that's good though. He yes. feel, that's good for him yes. to feel like he has another person out yeah. there. Yeah. You know, you know so. I'd order a crispy chicken sandwich and say, put some lettuce on it. And yeah. I'd right. take one bite and take it off. You know, like I just would not. I just didn't eat it. We just did funny. not did not eat healthy. And so we decided, you know what, let's just change. We'll just start with my diet, and we'll just start there. And David, growing up on a farm, too, and we were farming at that time while he was in school, and we yeah. thought, we don't 
more <laughs> conventionally. Yeah. We, we were, we, our change had started when I decided I wanted to farm. I was 15, and I, I just wanted to make a living farm, and that was my only goal. And so yeah. I, d- I wasn't tied to one way or the other. I was pretty sure conventional ag wasn't the way forward because everyone around me was saying, well, you don't have enough acres to make it work, you, 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 all this stuff. And you I'm can't like, do it without having an off-farm job. and Yeah, and I sure. didn't want that. Mm-hmm. And so I got into grazing management and like caring for the soil and the plants and we'll dive into that maybe a little later but i was really really lined into okay i can with a healthier soil i can grow better plants and my animals are going to be healthier and then Mm -hmm. you know then i've got a better shot at making a living and that was motivating me but like mariah said there was no connection to Mm -hmm. farming and food which is mind-blowing now to think back how far we've come yeah but we're running a farm but we didn't consume anything didn't off of it. We didn't consume anything Mm-mm. off of our own farm. Wow. And so we're taking care of this land and we're like really diving into the health of the soil and the animals and all these micronutrients for them and all kinds of stuff. And then we're just going to Walmart and just loading up on what's cheap yeah. like, for us. Like there was a huge disconnect. Yes. Huge disconnect. But the Lord really was working in that time, like showing us just little by little. He was putting people in our life um, that were mentors to us in... Um, the pasture-based movement and soil health and stuff that also got the food connection and like little by little like those relationships were there those influences um, but it took us a while to see it and like Mariah was sharing that kind of like door shut in the face moment of Mariah had some serious health issues which is why we were at the doctor and then they were like an oh by the way oh gosh uh, right You know, because yeah. I think Mariah's asked something about kids and or something. Somehow it came up, and they're like, "Oh, well, you don't really need to worry about that." You know, that's not going to be that's not, not, that's not, not, not for yeah. you guys. Yeah, yeah. and it's right. like, like, okay, hold oh, on. Wow. I wasn't expecting right. to hear that yeah, today. Right. Shook, right. So. shook our you know world as it existed at the mm-hmm. time because that was a plan. We start a family, and mm-hmm. you know we're going to raise them up on this farm, and then right. you know, all of a sudden it's like, oh. Yeah. So I what? just want to throw a positive spin on this. You have children. Yeah, I'm pregnant right? with baby number four. Oh, yeah. you yeah. 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 alert. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's Praise so great. Yeah. That's, That's so amazing. For number four. Yeah. Like, we would have been like, woo, you had one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes, praise God, but you have four. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there we go. I, well, I think right? the thing is, you know, we're coming up on needing to go to break here, but what's amazing about that is, that's one example of so many people that are walking around with a situation or a condition that they don't have hope. They don't yeah. They don't see a way out of it. And, and some of these things don't even have a medicine. Now, you know, they were offering new medications. Who knows if they would have worked or not or what the ramifications mm-hmm. would have been or side effects that would have come with those. But some things just don't even have a medication for it. And they're fixable with food. They're right. fixable with proper eating. And so if you're listening and you haven't listened to us before, that's what I really wanted you to hear at the back end of what they were just saying there is like, okay, they were told you will not have kids. Don't worry about that. That's not going to happen. And they're having four. So if you're being told you're not okay, you're never going to be okay, and you better just deal with it, I challenge you to like seek out uh, a different approach. Find a different yeah. doctor. Talk mm-hmm. to someone else. Get another opinion. Debbie talked to 22 doctors before they figured out they needed to address her food. Right. So don't give up. People like these guys are doing what they do to help people in those situations. Right. And I just love knowing that, you know, that was kind of your backdrop. So when we come back, I kind of want to talk a little bit about what you did when you did change your food. You know, I mean, what did that mean? You know, how did you make changes? I know what I did. I mean, I basically 
ate ice for a week, you know, and then I started to add food back in. Uh, but I'd love to hear kind of what you did, and I think people mm -hmm. would, would benefit from that as well. And then I really would like to dive into the farm and just, you know, really the, the whole technique. Um, but I, I just want everyone to understand that we really want to go to this degree in terms of being able to help people. So we've established relationships with folks like Fed from the Farm, and we, we just want our clients to be able to have as much information as possible to be able to go to the deepest level of healing as they possibly can. For more information on Fed from the Farm, you can go to fedfromthefarm.com for all of your chicken, lamb, pork, and grass finished meat needs. And for more information on a six-month nutrition program with us at Integrity, you can go to IntegrityTrainingSystems.com. Welcome back, everybody. John and Debbie Morris with Integrity Training Systems here in studio today with our friends David and Mariah from Fed from the Farm. We were just talking a lot about Mariah's story and David's story as well and what got you guys started with your farm, but then taking your farm to the next level. And right before break, we were talking about, Deb, you had a similar situation where you had to change your food for your health, and you said you basically ate ice chips. Yep. So, Mariah, why don't you just it's walk us through a little, bit about, too. Yeah, exactly, yeah. a little bit about what your change looked like. You know, as far as doesn't have to be a detailed meal plan, but just kind of what you change your consumption to. Sure. Um, well, what we first started doing on the farm that we started consuming ourselves was eggs. And so okay. I started with that and I only ate eggs off from the farm from our chickens that lived outside that ate bugs and seed grass yes. you know getting their fresh air and all of that so I started with eggs um, and then shortly thereafter beef um, mm -hmm. and but even before that I mean we decided we needed to make a change and we were at a point on the farm where there was nothing we were eating from the farm yeah and so crazy. the first change that I remember making was like taking a lap through the grocery store yeah. with nothing in our car <laughs> like made our normal route and it was like well uh, there's nothing in here babe like how are we gonna do this i yeah. just remember feeling super overwhelmed yes. right yeah. and so yes. we, we cut processed food out really i mean that was yeah. like okay that that was clear and easy and then we're like okay we need to start focusing on food yeah um grass-fed stuff and so then we started buying it from other places while we were farming, but before we were raising it, because it's a transition sure. period to yes. start yes. growing this. Um, Mariah mentioned the hens. It was still three or four months, I think, before we got the hens. Mm -hmm. And the breaking point there was like we couldn't find an egg that was raised the way we wanted to eat it. Mm -hmm. We found some that were kind of like marketed well. But then, but then I called a farmer up and talked to him. And being a farmer, I knew the right questions to ask. And they would either eventually hang up on me, ah. or <laughs> or it would just come out that it well, you know, the marketing's nice, but right. Right. and I was like, well, this is getting us somewhere because right. like and true and also you know we were a young married couple david was in school sure. like we couldn't throw away all this money on yes. food that we weren't really sure that was it actually good didn't even know that it was exactly work. so if yeah. we were going to spend more on healthier food we had to know that it was oh, good i'm right there with you so, I, that's exactly for yeah. me and it was really discouraging we had a few places that we like got stuff from and then found out it really wasn't mm -hmm. like that yeah. it was kind hard. of maddening and of course like passion wise like we're farming and so like once we would made this transition it, we really reshaped our goals it was like okay 
we're going to grow this and, and we're going to start making these changes. But it took us time to figure out how to do that mm -hmm. and systematically work our way into it. But yeah, the chickens was the first thing we got. And then we started raising some grass fed to finish beef. We'll dive mm -hmm. into that a little bit later. But yeah, we just systematically started eliminating things too. I remember like finally after a, a lap without anything in the grocery cart, right. I distinctly remember deciding like, cause we were like broke down, like none of our meal plans were gonna work anymore. Like right. we were trying to cut out specific things and it was just like obliviated <laughs> our eating patterns. Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. What in the world? And I just remember we finally agreed, you know what? We know we need to radically change, but we also like have to eat something. And so we tried to buy some healthier brands of staple items. And then we basically just said, okay, let's just try to change one thing a week. That's great. One that's thing good. that's in our cupboard, in our mm -hmm. cabinet, in our standard meal plan. And we're just going to toss one a week. That's if great. we yes. do this for 10 weeks, we will have taught ourselves a new way to yeah. eat right. and prepare food. Right. And we'll have like survived the interval. Yes. Right? Yes. You know, because <laughs> yes. at least from my perspective, I was like, I, I do still want to consume food, babe. You know, right. I'm to do right, this right. but i gotta eat too right yeah. how are we gonna do this and yes. so it was yeah. systematic like that um That's seeking great. out farms and, and but there was a lot of frustration there too with, yeah with thinking, there is yeah you know the greenwashing is what i call it now but where you know brands and big businesses like they they want more of the consumer dollar yes. and so they see that as an opportunity they're not sold on the health benefits they're sold on the higher dollar sales well right. and i and i've talked about that on the show in the past you know one thing that you'll see that cracks me up is i've seen things that don't have a chance of having gluten in them yes. that say gluten free <laughs> yes. and it's like it's never going to have gluten but that's a that's a label tag right so oh, yeah. someone right. sees that they're trying much like you guys were originally out of the gate they have a serious issue they're trying to correct and they're being sold something because of a label you know yep. and so i found that also like you're saying with farms you know unfortunately obviously and we'll talk about this later too but it, it's not easy to do what you guys do like there's there's a lot of rules and a lot of regulations and it's very scrutinized because you know it, it it's hard to do mm -hmm. and the thing is you'll get people that they'll give that last little bit up or you know they'll they'll go ahead and you know feed it something different at the end for a little extra revenue or because then they don't have to live up to those standards yet they're still allowed to market mm -hmm. kind of a deceiving way and it's so it's so disheartening because Deb deals with people all day long that are trying to do what you guys did, where they're making the lap and they don't understand and they're so confused and they're really trying and then you're spending money and you're not getting better. And in, in fact, you might even be getting worse just depending upon what you're bringing and in. You really have to be able to pay attention to those details. You have to, to be details. able to look at that. You know, but that's something that's pretty, it's pretty, we're pretty passionate about it is the labeling situation and being able to say grass-fed, grass-finished. She had a farm, uh, I think it was actually right before she found you guys, that she's a super nice guy, great farmer, really nice dude. Uh, he he was went over everything with you. It all sounded great, right up until kind of like you said that final question. It's like you get to the final details, and he's like, "Well, no, the last two weeks or four weeks or whatever it is, we do feed grain and this, this, and this, but it's because it makes them bigger, and then that gets us extra at the butcher block." And she's like, "Well, that's that's not grass finished." And he's like, "Well, no, it is. Like that's just the last couple weeks." She goes, "I can't have it if it's in them. You know, like it, it doesn't matter yeah. if it's the last couple weeks or the last year. I can't have it." And so, unfortunately, there's just a lot of that out there. Yeah, mm -hmm. that there definitely is, and that's I think that's what we're trying to uncover, and I definitely want to 
uh, dive into that with our next seg- segment is just really help you to, you know, have you help us to understand the difference. Oh, yeah. You know, what should we be looking for? One thing I will say from a personal perspective, um, I would like to start next segment talking about chickens first and then going into beef. Mm-hmm. Um, I had estrogen dominance and this was in my 30s. And that estrogen dominance, estrogen dominance basically made it to where so much was going wrong with my body. And I was eating, you know, bodybuilder diet. So I was eating chicken like nonstop. I was eating eggs nonstop. I was eating, uh, I was putting creamer in my coffee. Like I had about every form of really bad estrogen being pumped into my body. And then I was warming my food up in plastic. So I was coming from all angles. But when I went to the doctor, they gave me a medication to strip estrogen, tamoxifen, to strip estrogen out of my body. I got nowhere. In three months, we rechecked my estrogen levels, no reduction, everything. I was still estrogen dominant. I decided to take a food approach with it, and I went completely 100% different with my food. I started eating more beef instead of chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only I would only eat certain eggs. I was very specific about the eggs, when I would eat eggs, and I completely removed dairy in terms of any form of creamer, anything like that. My estrogen went from like 180 to like 20 within the next three months and I had removed the tamoxifen so I went that three months without it so it's like just I want people to understand why we're suggesting that type of chicken why we're suggesting this type of beef and I really want to spend that next segment really going through those details Uh, if for more information on fully grass finished meat and then also getting chicken eggs lamb pork and then soon turkeys for Thanksgiving you can go to fedfromthefarm.com or for more information on a six month nutrition program with us at Integrity Training Systems. You can take a look at us at IntegrityTrainingSystems.com or give us a call at in studio today we have fed from the farm with us today we're so happy that they're here we just spent a lot of time talking about uh why we i think we've all had everybody that's on the show right now has had some well i guess maybe you started pretty healthy but we had some change that we had to go through you know i was i was very similar i had had to lose 100 pounds and had a heart attack and the way i first addressed that was to change my food and right before we went to break we were talking about just some different scenarios why the two of you had to change your food and then Deb you mentioned your estrogen being really high and we were talking about how chicken can affect that one change that Mariah made early on was that you had the change of the eggs that you were using Mm -hmm. so if you guys could just talk to us a little bit about that like what the change between the eggs are the difference between the chicken Mm -hmm. and then Deb you can hit us with some of that science as well Definitely. I, I would like for people to really hear, you know, what's the difference? You know, I know for me, when I dealt with estrogen dominance, the, the real game-changing ingredient, it wasn't the tamoxifen. I came off the tamoxifen. It was truly when I removed dairy, uh, also when, I honestly, I went off chicken because I didn't, I couldn't figure out how to find chicken at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, this was 12 years ago. I just looked and looked and looked, and I didn't even really trust eggs either. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of went on like a weird 
weird ketogenic journey because I was like, I don't know what to eat. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I can eat the chicken and the eggs, but my estrogen reduced significantly because of those changes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I was telling you, like from 180 to like 20, yeah. you know, it was a, it was not even, you know, so I really personally could not figure out how to find the eggs or the chicken. Like, what should we be looking at at this point? I mean, obviously I want everyone to buy their eggs and chicken from you, but why, you know, why are mm -hmm. they doing that? Like, what's the difference? Uh, well, I mentioned earlier that I grew up on a conventional Tyson chicken farm. And yeah. so, you know, the chickens are in a barn. They never see the sun. They have food put in a tray in front of them. It's dusty, it stinks, it's, yeah. You just can hardly breathe when you walk in there. Wow. And I told David that, you know, when we started farming and we got married, I'm like, I am never doing anything with chicken ever again. Right. Well, here we yeah, are, yeah, and yeah. it's yeah. a major part of what we do. Right. And so um, there's definitely a difference, you okay. know, yeah, between massive. the two. But like what you were saying, you know, we just talked about everyone here and, and about how you started changing what you were eating and it, it radically changed you, right? Your yes. health right. outlook and that, that mess change. It's no different with the animals. Sometimes yes. we treat an animal like, well, somehow it can just get survived on chemical waste mm -hmm. and then it's going to be just filled <laughs> right. with nutrients for right. us. And like, right. surprise, surprise, it's not. You know, we wouldn't want to grow our, you know, eat our carrots out of, you know, a nuclear waste zone. Well, yes. um, Mariah pointed out, like, the only thing those birds eat in confinement is what's put in front of them. Well, those are genetically modified corn and soybeans, or some mixture of the both, and yes. waste grease. Like, yes. that's the three core ingredients, all well-known health foods, of course. Right. And, uh, right, corn, right. soy, and waste right. grease, man, yeah, if there was a, right. a better recipe yeah. for it. Uh, and, I just uh, gained 12 pounds thinking about <laughs> it. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And, um, you know, uh, just even just setting the chemicals aside, those grain those grains have a lot of I inherent issues and um, the genetically modified side of things makes um, it a lot less digestible roundup is the primary one that they're modifying that to basically it lets the plant survive roundup roundup is a trace mineral inhibitor which is to say it kills things by blocking the ability for it to absorb trace minerals wow. so in order to survive those plants have the ability to basically survive without those trace minerals yeah. which then means they're not putting those into right. the grains they're pretty like there are some really inherent downstream effects yes. of that right. yes. and so you've got these birds that are fed just junk you know junk mm -hmm. food you know it's potato chips and beer right is what yeah. they're you know sure, right? like right. that's yeah exactly. that's what they're right. you know growing on from chick to finish and so that final product they can't offer anything in that final meat product that didn't that other than what came into them correct right. and so when I think that's something that's missed a lot of times is we're trying to eat healthier and we're trying to change the way we eat. We wouldn't, you know, if we're on this health journey starting out, we wouldn't just go, you know, go grab a bunch of potato chips and, you know, and soda, right? right? And that, that wouldn't right. be the recommendation. Right. But if we grab instead an animal that all it ate was potato chips and soda, it's over like we right. cannot it's make progress that's there. such a really good important factor because you know here i'm talking about like well what are you injecting in that chicken and you know but the key is like well not just the key we, we want to care about what you're injecting in the chicken but yes. it really does matter what they're eating mm -hmm. oh, yeah. you know and and that's what is going to offer a reaction to our body as well well and i think you find people spin their wheels when they try to get healthy like let's take for instance what you just said is they think well i'm not going to go eat uh, potato chips and drink beer, I'm going to do chicken and green beans because I'm going to be healthy. 
but they get canned processed green beans and then they get this chicken that you just mentioned. So it's like you you don't stand a chance. Like mm-hmm. even if you're eating the most plain, you know, non-flavored chicken green bean setup possible, like you might drop a couple pounds or so be well you're not going to be healthy you're not going to feel good mm-hmm. and it's just mind-blowing that that connection has gone so long without being made but we don't I mean as a society uh, it's just not brought up it's not mentioned and I think everybody's so quick to I mean and correct me if I'm wrong here but the reason that these guys are fed this stuff is probably due to price of the stuff they're being fed and then the size of the chicken produced correct yep, it yep. creates a larger creature oh, yeah. which then sells for more is that and, is that yeah, right yeah and when you grow something in a barn and it you know they're assigned 0.9 square feet per bird sure right? so set right. a white piece of paper on your desk and that's about two square right. feet um so Jeez. you know put two chickens there and you know they can't move around and so they're not, they're not exercised so yeah, they get really fat, and yeah. they just—that's what they—they they depose fat. They grow really quick. They don't have to live very long, and that's critical because if they're allowed to live too long, they die. Yeah, their body systems and just like us fail well, and quickly. <laughs> and how so, do you, how do your chickens live? I mean, what it what, like? What does it look like? I want to go there and see it, but I mean, what what like where what do they live in? Yeah, yeah. You know? So you know, with our chickens, uh, the biggest, the single biggest thing is that they're out on pasture, and what that means is. Because they're always out on pasture, um, 100% of the time, all our, our shelters that we use, they're open-bottomed shelters. They're on skids. So it's like a greenhouse without a floor. And so it just pulls along. And so they're always on pasture. Even if that chicken is just like, nah, it's too hot today. I'm not going to go outside. Well, that's fine because it's sitting on a salad. I see. So, okay. <laughs> that's cool. uh, yeah, it that's is cool. Yeah. And so our chickens, they're out on um, green pasture. Chickens will readily eat a high percentage of just grass. And you think about that, any just adding greens to the diet, like yes. how big of a change that yes. can make quick, right. especially clean that's grains, so right? Mm-hmm. So on our pastures, we're never using chemicals. We're not using artificial fertilizers. We kicked all that. We were done with all of that. And so we made that radical change on our farm. We were systematically building soil health because the component of soil health is live, active microbiology in the soil that then gives the nutrients the plants need. Because those awesome. plants then give the nutrients they have to the animals eating them. And right. so we're building that. So the chickens aren't just eating grass, but they're eating really nutrient-packed grass. Mm-hmm. And so they're thriving on that. A chicken is an omnivore, so it needs meat. Yeah. And you know that that you talk about labels that just crack me up and also make me sick yeah. inside is yeah. um, vegetarian fed chicken. Right. Like it, that's like, well, that's that's great. <laughs> you know, you right. just took this creature that was designed <laughs> right. for animal protein, right? Uh, and just guarantee you know just started it of it like oh, great you yeah. know right like, not hat exactly. on the back for no right. it's terrible right and so our chickens are not vegetarian fed they ferociously consume all number of insects and small mammals and okay. you know whatever's out there they're hunters right. right and so they're exercising every day our shelters don't have sides either um we have roll-up sides where they can we can block the wind sure. but they okay. all they can run out and about so they range from these shelters. They hunt. They eat insects. They eat bugs. They, they scratch get in the sunshine, dirt. They get fresh yeah, air. sunshine, vitamin D, all of those things mm-hmm. on top of you know eating that nutrient-packed grass and that diversity in their diet. We also provide chickens are um, designed to eat seeds and some grains. They actually have a mill in their throat, which is amazing. God gave them that, and so we give them um, some non-genetically modified grains. They don't have those chemicals put on them to help yes. supplement them, and so that way they can always balance their diet. So when the chicken needs more of one thing, it goes and gets it. If yes. it wants more insects, it goes and hunts them. If yes. it needs awesome. more grass, it looks between its legs and eats it. Right. If you know, if it needs something in our organic mineral mix, and it goes and pecks a little bit, you know, and 
and it's also exercised. You know, um, and when we did our model on the farm, um, when we switched, when we let them always be out of the the pins instead of just containing them in the pins, um, talking to some friends, they're like, well, you know, they're probably not going to gain very much weight. It might, you know, how's it going to work? They, they exercise too much. I was like, well, we'll find out. We we did have a, a, a customer we supplied eventually that complained that their drumsticks and thighs were too big. Oh, they were wow. too big. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, That's well, awesome. our chickens walk, and yeah. so that means muscle yeah. development. Right, right, I was like, right. have you tried eating them? They're delicious. And I know right. the chicken breasts are beautiful. I mean, they really just look so good. I've just been very happy with the chicken. We we order the chicken every single. I mean, we eat the chicken every week. Oh, so, yeah. but so tell me the difference. Then let's go right into beef. Like, yeah. talk to me about. That's what I eat every yep. day. But it. W- tell me about the beef. I mean, I always tell my clients. I would like for the beef to be grass finished. So you're looking for a grass finish, not just grass fed, mm-hmm. but it really truly what you want it to say 100% grass fed or you want it to be grass finished. Um, so tell me like what your process is with, with the beef and with the cows. Great, great question. So um, that calf's life is going to start being born on pasture to a mother that's just eating grass, right? Because, um, you know, that there's an in vitro side of things. You know, that calf's being formed and developed inside the cow too. Right. And so... Uh, it's born out on pasture. It lives its life eating grass. Uh, I think that the big component about understanding finish is finish really comes down to an animal's ability to de- make fat deposits. And we think of fat as a bad thing, but if it's formed with the right nutrients, it is an amazing thing. It is, the fat is really the, the difference maker between meh and Wow. Right. Um, and the reason is because the fat is where all of your really unique chemical compounds are stored, like CLA, conjugated mm-hmm. linoleic acid, all your vitamin E, all your fat soluble vitamins are all packed in there. And so if you just have something that's grass fed but doesn't really get that finish, you're missing out on, you might get assuming that's truly grass-fed and they're not giving it grain somewhere along the lines you might get the benefit of like the clean the clean side of things right so you're like the non-toxin side yes but you're missing out on like the nutrient packed punch right, right. The, and that your body's like craving sort of the anti-inflammatory punch exactly you take a piece of meat i feel like beef has and of course we only have one minute left so we're talking about this next seg- segment but you know you take a, a standard piece of beef and you're basically getting a pro-inflammatory piece of meat mm-hmm. you're looking for heart disease in that piece of meat it's actually the reason why beef has a bad name and then you take this type of meat that you're producing on your farm and it actually becomes an anti-inflammatory piece of meat like mm-hmm. you can eat this and actually work at reducing you know cardiovascular disease because you are getting better higher quality fatty acids and I think that is such an important factor for people to understand it's really something that I really try to get uh, across to my clients like listen and this is why beef is bad for you. This is actually why beef could be great for you. And it's why we were, we were, we were eating it forever. I mean, mm-hmm. we, you know, we've been eating beef for a long time, you know. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you don't want to avoid beef. You want to get the right type of beef. That's really what you want to be particular about. And I would suggest getting it from Fed from the Farm. So for more information on their grass-finished beef, just go out to fedfromthefarm.com. Or for more information on a six-month nutrition program with us at Integrity Training Systems, you can take a look at us at IntegrityTrainingSystems.com or give us a call at 636-299-2208.
Welcome back, everybody. John and Debbie Morris with Integrity Training Systems in studio with David and Mariah from Fred, Fed from the Farm. You guys got me laughing. They're coming back from break. I'm stumbling over myself. I mean, uh, Fred, Fred, Fred from Fred, the Farm. Fred, Fred, Fred yeah. from the Fam. So, uh, All right. Yes. So we were talking a little bit uh, right before break. If you weren't with us, about the differences between a grass-fed, grass-finished beef and one that is not. And Deb, you were talking a little bit about the difference between pro-inflammatory and then uh, something that's going to cause inflammation. You know, it's it's not just a matter of the non-grass-finished causing inflammation and then having a grass-finished not causing it. You're talking about going the polar opposite direction. And so we talked a little bit on break about how long you guys' cattle can live as well as when they're in their prime versus what the rest of the nation kind of looks like. So why don't you tell us exactly what you already told us, but so that the listeners can hear. Oh, absolutely. So we were just sharing a little bit about um, like when we harvest our animals and the, the one of the questions got asked is like, well, how, you know, how long do they live before you harvest them? And I said, well, live for a long time but our goal is to harvest them at their apex right when they're the most nutrient rich when they're at the the peak and for our beef cattle that's about 26 months um, right around there of age which is um, a long life for a beef cow um, for a a finishing steer in the conventional world um, as I was pointing out the uh, the average steer that goes into a feedlot which is where they all go spoiler alert um, It's not like it doesn't matter how fancy your label is, that's where they're at. Um, they live 14 months and then they're harvested. And the reason is, is almost every beef that's harvested through the conventional model, when they, when they get slaughtered, they grade their internal organs. The livers are condemned. Um, they have cyst and ulceration, and um, they're almost always dying of fatty liver disease. And so if, the, if they were actually allowed to live close to two years, they would die of organ failure. And so if you think about what you're consuming was actually dying of a dietary disease mm-hmm. right that's actually kind of terrifying if that you think about terrifying. like then you're going to take this thing that's dying of a dietary disease and incorporate it into your diet versus um with our cattle their grass-fed to finish beeves um they're at the apex at twice the age when all their contemporaries would be dead of right. liver failure ours are at the apex of life in terms of the nutrient density that they have placed in their organs in their meats and all of that and that that grass finish component that really does happen about the last four to six months and in order for them to put down that's a fat cover basically and and to store all of those nutrients they have to be getting those nutrients from somewhere and so in order to do that the conventional market uses grains and they just pour the grains to them that will artificially create fat that's no surprise sure. there yeah. if you right. just pour on carbohydrates. Yes. But it's empty fat, mm-hmm. right? It, it's grease it's fat. Dangerous right? fat. It, it's right. dangerous fat, exactly. Right. In order for us to put on the good fat, they have to be taking in an insane amount of nutrients from the grass. And only certain types of grass will actually do it. It has to have super deep roots and super active soil to give those plants the nutrients it needs so that that beef can actually put on the healthy fat that it does. Yes. When you do that, when you're eating it, the, the difference is, is night and day to have ground beef or steak from one or the other. You know, when we're talking to families that have made the transition, um, a lot of times they're like, man, you know, inevitably that they go, they, you know, they're somewhere and they, they go back, right? They eat something. They're like, it just tasted like corn. Yes. And and like yeah, yeah. And they're like and I bloated. You yes, know, it's like, exactly. Yes, like you right. did. Like right. um 
your body rejected that yes. really quick. Yeah, it was like, course. this is not good. Um, but to do that with those animals, you know, it's it's a process of that entire life cycle, cycle but that very end is, is the critical key. They have to be on that kind of forage. And that's one of the reasons you can't fake it because if you don't have that kind of a healthy soil coming from a farm that's being managed this way, they just won't do it. They'll right. just putter out. They right. won't put that fat cover on. And then that's why a lot of times they're then sold if they've made it that far, but they can't get it that far on the grass. And there are a lot of times their market is just grass-fed cattle, right? Right. It's lean, yes. but it's missing that nutrient punch, right? Yes. And if you're yes. trying to make a health change in your life, you, you need that you need extra punch. punch. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's yes. good that you're cutting the, po- you know, the poison, yes. but right. it, you know, you need that extra kick, especially when you're trying to get over a hump. That's right. right? That's right. And so um, that's such a big component of what we're doing out on the farm. But, you know, diving deep. So you've got this cow. It's walking around out there. It's picking just the very best of the grass. That's a big thing, too, is we're not into monocultures. We're into diversity out there. So anytime we're walking through a finishing field, it's a field that we're trying to get grass cattle to finish on and put that extra weight down, the grass is always tall. It's never, ever short. Um, there's probably 20 plus different species of forage out there that animal's picking and choosing it's taking a bite of clover it's taking a bite of orchard grass it's nibbling on this herb and plantain we're not spraying weeds out of our fields we've got tons of quote-unquote weeds in our fields those are packed with micronutrients with phytonutrients it's insane and those animals will eat them they know when they need it right it's like surrounded by an herbal delicacy you know and and they're picking Mm -hmm. what they need to to bring themselves to that finish when we take a shovel and dig down there's a corner of our farm whenever we do farm tours we always love to stop there and it's a three-way corner the farm the road splits our farm from two neighboring farms across the road is a conventional row crop farm where the genetically modified corn and soybeans are planted and the other side of the road is a conventional beef farm and the grass is always what we call golf green grazed so it's very short within weeds popping up everywhere if he hasn't sprayed them yet and then you've got our little piece of paradise and the neighbors scoff at it because in their minds ours is ugly right because yeah. right. it's tall and there's like all kinds of stuff growing on yes. what's wrong right. with these hippies and so right. <laughs> and uh well we stopped there we stopped the wagon i get out and i take a shovel and i dig all three corners and the first one we go and look at is the row crop it is dead so it has if you I just picture this in your mind if you just picked up a brick that's been sitting in the dirt for a while and flipped it on its back and so it's kind of dusty mm-hmm. that's the consistency of it okay. and the hardness it okay. will shatter if you smell it it smells bitter and acrid almost like if you poured like a light chemical in dirt and then smelled it like i don't know how to, it's kind of the mix of earth and battery mm-hmm. it's not good huh. like you it, everyone looks at it and they like you know, just kind of have this. Once they whiff it, they always move it back mm-hmm. because they're like their body tells them like this is not, not good. This is right. not good. Right. And, and we dig that. We can only put the shovel down about three inches. It's all the farther that will go. Um, there's nothing there. There's a root of whatever corn plant is there, and it's just barely in the ground. There's nothing there. There's no life there. It is dead. It is barren. Oh. Then we'll dig the other side of the road with a conventional beef, and we'll dig that. Um, the plant roots are short. And if you think of plant roots, the plant's roots are how it's getting nutrients out of the soil, right? right? How it's bringing them up into the plant. And so the, the plant's roots will only be as deep as the plant is tall. And so these short little plants, will dig them. The shovel will go down about two inches. Um, it smells better. And they're, it's typically all dried out, right? There's, but there's not a lot there. The plant's not healthy. The cows typically don't look so hot. And then we'll go across the road to our little piece of paradise without chemicals, without fertilizers or anything. That shovel will go down in the ground eight inches. It will pop out 
a incredible specimen of five or six different plant species with roots eight inches tall because that's, that's as deep awesome. as the shovel will go and people smell that it smells earthy and yeah, rich and they're good. like oh my goodness and you'll you'll put those three samples there it's like we're at a junction in a road guys you know the soil type is the same mm -hmm. one's dead one's dying and one is vibrant and alive right, right. and that is then what passes the nutrients onto the plants that passes those nutrients onto the animals mm -hmm. and so it's a it's an unbroken chain it's great. when that chain is complete the result is you know healing and, and bodily yes. you know change yes. and improvement yes. like we experienced um in our own dietary journey um as mm -hmm. you know Mariah said four you know we're expecting our fourth now you right. know we radically That's changed awesome. our diet awesome. and and we saw that improvement and then we knew we had to radically change our farming practices yes. mm -hmm. well, you know you think about you god that you did oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. um and you think about you always hear you are what you eat but really you are what your right. food, food eats, eats. Yes. Mm -hmm. right so and i definitely i definitely really say that that part a lot yeah I feel like this is like almost like out-of-the-box thinking but what it really should be is the way we do things yes but because the world just doesn't see it that way we're like out-of-the-box thinking right now you know but at the end of the day this really is what you should make a priority for your family mm -hmm. no matter what your situation is you need to not make exceptions for bad ingredients a little bit of poison is still poison so poison in moderation you're still poisoning yourself okay so at the end end of the day seek something like fed from the farm but fed from the farm is an amazing farm there the, the food is incredible we eat it every week but you're also blessing a family you know that you when you purchase that that family is benefiting from it so this isn't like this massive you know big business this is an incredible family so I, I, I trust that you will look them up fedfromthefarm.com and I can guarantee you you will be blessed if you choose to have that meat delivered to your doorstep there's also pickup days uh, but you know we do the deal where you, it actually shows up at our door and we keep it in the freezer for more information on us at integrity you can take a look at us at integritytrainingsystems.com or give us a call at 636 6299-2208. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thanks, Thanks for I having just, us. I, I just really pray blessing on your farm and everyone that eats the amazing food that you have. God bless you guys. is Debbie. I'm a mom, nutrition coach, and my husband and I own a gym. I'm also a baker. I bake healthy cookies, brownies, and muffins that are high in protein and low in sugar. And yes, they are gluten-free and dairy-free. Our daughter Sophie is our greatest inspiration, so we decided to name all of our baked goods after her. The idea for Sophie's cookies, brownies, and muffins came out of a real need to provide our daughter with a healthy snack. These healthy snacks make her more alert, balanced, and overall more joyful. We know that our baked goods are a better way to snack, and we want everyone to experience it. If you like snacking, then you will love our baked goods. Sophie's cookies, brownies, and muffins are for all ages. We don't want anyone to miss out on the benefits of our delicious and nutritious snacks. These are going fast. Order your very own Sophie's cookies, muffins, and brownies today.